You're welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor T.B. Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. This morning, Luke chapter 4. I know I said Luke chapter 4, put up verse 1, but let me just say this. It says, In the last day, the great day of the feasts, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, he didn't say, Let him go about looking for how to quench his thirst. He said, let him come unto me and drink. Meaning that Jesus is saying that his spirit is the answer. Hallelujah. For every human craving. Amen. The only thing that brings eternal satisfaction is the spirit. Amen. And today, that your test will be quenched. That your desire will be met. That expectation will be met by the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Bible says, this speak he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now, the point is this. Some people don't understand that the Holy Ghost is the answer. Amen. And throughout this meeting, the power of God has been coming upon us mightily, because God has been meeting our needs and reaching out to us. Amen. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. It says, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit. How? He was led by how? And where was he led to? Glory to God. Hallelujah. This morning I want to talk about what I've titled Holy Ghost Possession. Amen. We know of people being possessed by demons. But people also get possessed by the Holy Ghost. And you will leave this meeting and you will function possessed by the Holy Ghost. There's a difference between being possessed and being drunk. Hallelujah. Big difference. Someone can take off a substance and be drunk. But no matter how drunk a man is, he cannot do beyond what a human being will do. Are you understanding me? A drunk man can jump up. But you know that a drunk man cannot jump above a set, no matter how drunk he is. Amen. Are you getting the picture? He's drunk, but he's still confined by human limitations. But a possessed man can do things that human beings cannot do. Amen. I was watching a documentary some years ago. There was this guy that was demonized. You know, when the scripture talks about people being possessed, the actual language that was used is that they are demonized. Amen. So there was this man that was demonized. And um, it was like, um, the documentary was not a Christian documentary. So it's just people studying phenomena, you know, something that they cannot understand. Supernatural things. But they call them metaphysical things. And then so they had this fellow... Because they were interviewing the guy. He said he believes in evil spirits. And the reason he believes in evil spirits is that there was a man that lost his mind. Just as Rev was saying. That they brought the man and confined him in a place. The only space he can barely just put his face through the space. You understand that? A normal human head cannot come out of that space. So the man was confined in that room. Anything they want to give him, they have a way of passing it through to him. One day, they came, and the man came out from that hole. They, they caught him later. His head was squeezed. His body was mangled up. He came out from that hole. And the guy said, there is no how any human being, are you listening to me, can come out of such a hole. The man was still alive. But... His call, I don't know what happened, but it was just <laughs> squeezed up. It was the spirit inside him. Amen. 
has taken over his body. Glory to God. Are you getting the picture? I'm saying to you that the Holy Ghost will take over. Amen. He will possess you. Listen, the language used here, when the Bible says, now Jesus being full of the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan. There are several languages that were used. It was not just saying that Jesus was filled. No. When he said he was full, the word used was that he was overwhelmed. Hallelujah. He was possessed. The power of God was upon him. Glory to God. When you get down to 14, it says, and then he returned in the power of the Spirit. But the Bible says he was full of the Holy Spirit. In the same way, the language that was used here, in Luke 5 verse 12, the Bible talked about a man that all of his body was full of leprosy. Amen. Meaning there's no part of his body that was not leprous. He was overwhelmed with leprosy. Full of the Holy Ghost. Tell neighbor, full of the Holy Ghost. Possessed of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Some people think, they brought a guy one time, he was misbehaving. And then they say, don't worry, pastor is possessed. I say, he's not the only one that is possessed though. Amen. Amen. He's not the only one that is possessed. Hallelujah. When you live here today, when circumstances try to behave like they are possessed, amen, you will say, they are not the only ones possessed. You are also possessed. And I will show you how to stay possessed. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, this language, full of the Holy Ghost, you know, full of the Holy Ghost, was used about five times. Glory to God. And it talked about Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. It talked about, you go to Acts chapter 6 verse 3 and 5. It talked about Stephen. Okay, in Acts 6 chapter, um, chapter 6 verse 3, the scripture was talking about when um, the apostles came up and said, look, it doesn't make sense for us to give ourselves to serving tables. We will, we will give ourselves continually to, the, to prayer and to the ministry of the word. He said, now choose you among you seven men. Full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom whom we will appoint over this business. Amen. So now, it's a church. It's a church. Why would they be looking for men that are full of the Holy Ghost? Amen. Everybody is supposed to be full of the Holy Ghost. Are you getting the picture? But there were these seven men that were possessed with the Holy Ghost. There was a difference. There's, there was an overwhelming difference. There was a manifestation upon their life that everybody could say, this one, that one, that nobody argued. When they picked the seven men, nobody said, this one is not among. May you be amongst those kind of seven men. Hallelujah. Men will see you in your place of work, wherever you are, they will say, this one is possessed of the Holy Ghost. Nobody argued. They mentioned their names. Hallelujah. Timon, Parmenas, and Nakano, whatever, Philip. Um, um, was it Stephen? Hallelujah. Mention their names. I said, these seven men, they are full of the Holy Ghost. Now, they did not appoint them because they had business sense. They didn't say, get men that are, uh, are good administrators. He said, no, no, no. Men that are full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. Hallelujah. Meaning that these men might be ordinary businessmen, but they are possessed of the Holy Ghost. They might be CEOs, but they are possessed of the spirits. Are you getting the picture? These seven men, seven men, find them. They came together and they chose the seven men. Nobody argued about the seven men because the distinguishing mark of the spirit was upon them. Hallelujah. Listen to me as you leave camp meeting, glory to God, and you go back to your office, you go back to your village, you go back to your home, nobody will argue that the hand of the Lord is upon you. Seven men full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. So we see Acts chapter 6 verse 3, it says, Full of the Holy Ghost. That's the second time. The third time is when the Bible says, then they chose them. Stephen was one of them. The Bible says, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Stephen was full of the Holy Ghost. Stephen was mentioned three times. Acts 7, 55 also mentioned the same thing about Stephen. He said, Stephen being full of the Holy Ghost looked up and saw the glory of God. Hallelujah. It was not just an expression used in scripture. It was actually saying, there was something that Stephen knew. There was something, hallelujah, that Jesus knew, of course, that made him stay full of the Holy Ghost. When you get born again and receive the Holy Ghost, you are filled with the Spirit. Amen? That means the Spirit of God, there's an indwelling of the Spirit for every believer. Amen? There's an indwelling. But you know, in the old covenants, the scriptures don't say that the old covenant saints had that indwelling of the spirit. But they had the coming upon of the spirit. Hallelujah. 
Now, in the New Testament, there's an indwelling. There's also a coming upon. But many believers know about the indwelling. They don't know much about the coming upon. Hallelujah. Are you getting the picture? Is that coming upon that is the possession where the Holy Ghost takes a hold of your hand, takes a hold of your eyes, takes a hold of your physical body and your mind. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's the possession. When a man is demonized, he doesn't have control over his mind. The spirit that is at work with him is what takes charge of his mind. Hallelujah. It, he, the place you see a madman on the road walking up and down, walking up and down, walking up and down. He's, he's not going to where he wants to go to. It's where the demon wants him to go to that he goes to. Amen. Are you getting the picture? So the demon leads him, directs him. Everywhere the demon is directing him to, that's where he goes to. Because he's possessed. He's taking over. He's overwhelmed. Hallelujah. This was what Jesus, Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit and what happened? He was led. Hallelujah. Now, the actual language there was that he was driven. He was forced. People of God, the Holy Ghost will lead you. Amen. He will drive you into places that ordinarily you are afraid to enter. Hallelujah. There will be entries, 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 entries into places. Why? Because the Spirit of God drove you in. He led you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost was led, hallelujah, of the Spirit into the wilderness. Now, the wilderness naturally is not a place anybody will want to go to. Some language will say the waste places. Are you getting the picture? There are even wild animals there. But you know something? I remember years ago when we were on campus as a student, we used to go to the forest to pray. Deep forest, even after I graduated from school, I drove to that place and I asked, what will, what, what will make us, is there no, there are many places to pray. Why is it that place we used to go and pray? We used to call the place the hole. When we go there to pray, it's a sloppy place. You will go down like a valley like that, forest. If anything happens to you, there nobody we know. Amen. But there's this conviction we had that when we got there, that's where we set to discourse. Amen. That was where we were praying and we were seeing all the nations of the earth. Amen. It was in that place we were praying and we saw tomorrow. Glory to God. But let me say something while I came there. When we used to go there to pray, when you first enter the place, sometimes it would be at night. You know, we we'll enter the place to pray. Sometimes I'm alone. And then we we'll enter the place. You'll be here. You'll be frogs making noise. You'll be conscious. You'll be, something will touch your leg. You will jump. You understand that? You are still conscious. Then we'll be praying. It'll be as if somebody's coming. Then all of a sudden the power of God comes upon us. When we are now full of the Holy Ghost, there is no more fear. Are you getting the picture? There is no more fear. All of a sudden, Now, then we are now taking over, overwhelmed. Hallelujah. Overwhelmed. A brother was praying like that one day. And a snake rolled on his hand. He killed the snake with his hand. Amen. That's being possessed of the Holy Ghost. That's what I'm talking about. I said that's what I'm talking about. So, we used to go there. Now, because you are possessed of the Spirit, when the Spirit leads you into that wilderness, you will go. There are hard places on the earth. There are difficult places. There are sectors in this world. Hallelujah. They are tight and difficult. But the spirit will lead you in. Because you are possessed of the spirit. You will enter there and you will be victorious. As Jesus was going through the wilderness, the purpose of it was to be tempted. But he was not afraid. Amen. Because he was possessed. A possessed man can see a truck and run into it. Amen. Are you with me? Look at your neighbor. Say, you will soon not know me. Say, you will soon not understand me. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. So Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost. Another expression that was used about it was Acts chapter 11 verse 24. Talking about Barnabas. Bible talking about Barnabas being a good man. You know, that means that even in New Testament, he recognized good men. Amen. Amen. He was a good man. Barnabas was a good man. Amen. Then the Bible says he was full of the Holy Ghost. My prayer for you this morning is that that's how you'll be described. And Mr. So-so-and-so, and brother so-so-and-so, and sister so-so-and-so was, is full of the Holy Ghost. Is full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's look, go back to Luke chapter 4 verse 1. And I'd like you to put your name in that scripture. Hallelujah. 
Amen. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from camp meeting and was led by the Spirit into. Amen. So where Jesus is now, I don't know what your name is. Amen. But I'd like you to make that confession. Amen. I don't know what you are returning, where he's leading you into, but you are returning full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. From camp meeting. Can we say that again? Want to go and Pastor TB being full of the Holy Ghost, return from camp meeting. One more time. So one thing that happens to people that are possessed of the Spirit is that they are led by the Spirit. Amen? Sometimes you are not getting a leading, you are not getting a leading, you are not yet possessed. Amen. No, you're not, you're still thinking, you're still calculating, you're still calculating. But when you are full of the spirits, amen. Glory to God. Your thinking will be suspended. Amen. Are you getting the picture? Suspended. Your own human calculations, that's what I mean. They will be suspended. And you are led up of the spirits. Hallelujah. In scripture, you will find several men that were led by the spirits. And things that happen in their lives. Glory to God. You see, I believe that that was part of what the psalmist David was trying to say in Luke, um, in uh, Psalm 23, where he said, The Lord is my shepherd. Meaning that he understood something about that leading of the Spirit. Hallelujah. He might not have had the same experience, but he understood something about the leading of the Spirit. He said, The, the, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, he would have said, The Lord led me. No. Shepherd means he always leads me. Amen. It was not a one-time experience. This is how I live. Amen. This is how I live. I'm constantly guided. Jehovah Ra. I'm guided constantly by the Lord. Now, the Lord is the spirit that is within us. Amen. And is leading us. Amen. So, when David said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Meaning that if you are led by the spirit, there will be no lack. There will be no want. All your desires will be met. Glory to God. I shall not want. You shall not want. You shall not want. In the name of Jesus. But the scripture I love the most in Psalm 23, the verse I love the most, is verse 6. Where he now says, surely. The surely, goodness and mercy, is as a result of the leading of the shepherd. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? If you take away Psalm 23 verse 1, you cannot see Psalm 23 verse 6. Amen? It is that leading, that, that leading of the, of the shepherd, that leading of the Holy Ghost within us. It says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Hallelujah. Not some of the days, not just during camp meeting, all the days of your life. Not just the remaining part of this year, all the days of your life. Hallelujah. Some translations put it this way, say, His grace and love. Hallelujah. Now we could also say that surely goodness and mercy could also be said, surely grace and mercy will follow you. There's a difference between grace and mercy. Hallelujah. If someone comes, you know, someone can come here now and push this, um, don't push it. Push this thing down and it gets broken. And then, they tell Rev, Rev, brother Susan so broke this thing. And then, what is normal is that he should pay. He's supposed to pay. Amen? Why? Why would, no, no, no. Do you know how much you bought this thing? The Rev says, don't worry. Let him not pay. That means the judgment that he deserves is withheld. That's mercy. Rev had mercy on him. Don't worry, don't pay. Go. Then as the guy is sad and he's just going, Rev says, come, come. Do you have transport to go? Say, no. He gives him 5,000 naira. That's grace. Giving him what he does not deserve. Amen. Amen. Are we together? Mercy withholds the judgment that you deserve. Why grace gives you the blessing that you don't deserve. Amen. Am I communicating? Now, so when you may say, surely grace or goodness and mercy shall follow you. There are two things I want to just show you in that scripture. The first word is surely. Everybody say surely. surely. Say again, surely. surely. Now, when the, you see, God's word is already a sure word. Are you understanding me? It's already a sure word. When God now says surely again upon his sure word, 
Just like Jesus saying, verily, verily. Truly, truly. Will you lie before? Amen. So he says, surely. Surely. Actually, the language there is explaining that without arguments. Actually, without any contest. It's not like goodness and mercy has a choice. Listen. Goodness and mercy does not have a choice. They don't have a choice. Amen. They have to follow you. Goodness and mercy doesn't have a choice. You know, I could tell somebody, say, follow um, um, the pastor. Follow the pastor out. And then, he say, uh, he, he say, he's following them. He says, I don't want to actually want to follow him. No, no, no. He doesn't have a choice. Goodness and mercy does not have a choice. Hallelujah. The second word there is follow. Amen. Now, um, there's a translation. I think message translation. Give me message. Psalm 23 verse 6. Message translation. It says, your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. So, it's the follow that was translated as chase. So, I'm saying to you that goodness and mercy is chasing you. It's pursuing you. Now, but the biggest thing about that scripture for me that blessed me so much was that the language that was actually used was that the goodness and mercy is hunting for you. Amen. Hunting for you. Amen. Are you getting the picture? So it's haunting for you. That's the leading. So when you are full of the Holy Ghost, amen, you'll be led of the Spirit. Glory to God. Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost was what? Was led of the Spirit. I believe that we're in times where some of us we begin to see that well, the teachings have been going on explaining that it's not by our efforts. But some people have not really come to that place where they understand that it's not actually by their efforts. Say, well, I know, I know, but you know now, heaven helps those eh? who help themselves. That's what he said. Eh? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, someone said heaven helps the helpless. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. In the coming days, there will be strange leadings of the spirits. Because men will function full of the Holy Ghost, possessed of the spirits. The Spirit of God is saying, there is more glory, more honor, more revelation, more wisdom, more silver, more gold, more money, more souls, more impact, more cities, more nations. There is more on every side. Hallelujah. It's that same leading of the Spirit that made people like Elijah different. Hallelujah. I believe it's in 1 Kings chapter 17. The Bible told us about Elijah. And the scripture tells us, I think in verse 5 or thereabouts, where the scripture said, the Lord told him, get thee hence to the brook Sherit, that is before Jordan, and wait there. Now, he now said, I have commanded a raven to feed you there. That's the leading. When you yield to the leading, ravens and widows will attend to you. Verse 4 says, And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee. The other scripture says, I have commanded the widow to sustain thee. The ravens to feed you, the widow to sustain you. You know, when, when Elijah met the lady, she didn't behave like she knew that she, God had spoken to her. There are people that God has spoken to concerning you. They are with your capital, but they don't know yet. But until you submit to the leading and meet them, amen, the capital will not come out. You didn't hear me. When he met the widow, the woman did say, yes, yes, actually, um, oh, man of God, are you here now? Yeah, yeah, last night when I was in deep meditation, you know, the Holy Ghost, she, she didn't say so. She didn't say so. Right? She met the man and he was the one saying, um, what's going on? Amen. <laughs> Looking for a way around the conversation. Amen. And then he said, make me so, so and so. And do that and do that and do that. She was even complaining. 
Are you getting a picture? What if she had complained and then Elijah said, okay, don't worry, don't worry. Uh, maybe you're not the widow. You're not the widow. Let me go and look for another widow. Amen. But he understood the leading of the Spirit. And when he got there, the woman was commanded, but she did not know. There are companies that are commanded to bless you. They don't know it yet. Are you getting the picture? They, see, there are, see, there are things that have been committed to people that belong to you. The people don't know yet. But they will hand it over. They will hand it over. They will hand it over. As this fullness of the Spirit, this coming upon happens, hallelujah, you will see that people will be handing over things to you. They did not know at first that God had commanded them. That means the woman's spirit had been commanded. But her mind didn't know it. When we were starting campus fellowship years ago, I was looking for a hall on campus. And the halls were so scarce. So I, I, I was praying one day, and then I got to the gate of one of the campuses, and the Holy Ghost opened my eyes, and I just saw, from where I was standing, I, I, I physically, I can't um, spot the place like that, but I just saw, you know, it just came into focus. That's the hall to use. Now, when I saw it, naturally speaking, even for me, there's no how to use that hall. Amen? So, when I went to apply, I was applying for another hall. Are you getting the picture? That one was easier. Then I was asking the guy, what about that hall? He said, oh, that one um, is coming directly from the VC's office, DDVC's office, and um, um, they've not even given the hall to any unit in school. So nobody knows who is going to own the hall to even authorize for you to use it. I said, okay. I came back again. I said, that hall, what did you say? He said, DVC's office. So I went to the DVC's office. And the DVC's office said, go back to so-so place. I went back to the man. I said, I've been to DVC's office. The man stood up. He was angry. He said, I told you, you went there. You, t- you will not get it. I, I said, do we have a problem? You went to DVC's office. For what? I told you that nobody's going to use that hall and you're going to DVC's office. While we're talking there, someone has heard us and said, um, but the man with the key is the dean of so 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 look, his office somewhere there. I walked up to the man. Amen? Full of the Holy Ghost. I said, I walked up to the man, what? Full of the Holy Ghost. There are some contracts you are going to sign, be full of the Holy Ghost. There are some meetings you are going for first, be full of the Holy Ghost. So I went there, full of the Holy Ghost. When I arrived, I greeted the man. He didn't know me from anywhere. I introduced myself and I said, look, we are looking for a place for this. They told me that you are the one with the key. He said, who told you? I said, well, they, they said you are the one with the key. He said, yeah, I'm with the key actually, but I'm not going to give it to you. Uh, because the vice chancellor, the DVC just put it in my hand, um, myself and another faculty were contending for the hall. So, but I'm the one with the key and I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize what decisions will be made. Amen. So when he told me, I said, thank you. I said, actually, my first program is on Thursday. Alright? And uh, we just want to use it for a program on Thursday. He said, I can't give you the... I can't give you... So I said, thank you, sir. Uh-uh. The man, I said, well, let's be seen, but I won't give you the... I won't give you the place. I said, it's on Thursday. And I left. I came back some days before. And I said, I just came to remind you. Like it's on Thursday. We have printed some cards. I'm also inviting you. He said, I don't think I'll give it to you. People of God, when you are full of the Holy Ghost, I said it's a possession. Amen? I said it's a possession. Amen? All of a sudden, we had invited people. Then, Thursday afternoon, I went to the man's office. Sir, I came for the key. He said, I, did I, I didn't say I was going to give it to you. To you. Uh, I said, the program is actually today by six. So he said, ah, my friend, I don't understand you. And I said, the key is not even with me here. It's in my house. So I said, thank you, sir. And I sat down in his office. We started talking about something else. Then he took me in his car to his house. All through the way, he was telling me, I just want you to know my house. I'm not going to give you the key. It's just that, it's that we got to the house. He went in, held the key, said, I don't want to give you this key. I don't want to actually give you this key. Okay, what we're going to do is that just use it today and bring it back. He handed over the key to me. Keys will be handed over to you in the name of Jesus. Men have been commanded to sustain you. He gave me the key. 
I went straight, it was about five now, I went straight to the hall, people were already outside waiting, opened the door, we entered in. It was a new hall, we were the first to use it. We entered in, and then we arranged the place, wow, we started praising God. We just did a little clean up, and had our first meeting. We finished about 8.39, I, they were on campus then, we used to take bikes, I took a bike straight to the man's house, I returned the key, I said thank you, I said we have prayer meeting on Sunday evening, I'll come back and collect the key, and I left again. On so- he says, ah, I told you I won't give you, on Sunday again I came, thank you sir, collected the key, I returned it on Sunday. I did that for two or three months, then one day I said, sir, let's just cut this key. Let me have my own. Let me have your own. Ha! Someone shout amen! Glory! Hallelujah! Glory! They've been commanded to sustain you, but they don't know. They don't know. Hallelujah! There are some banks that have been called to help you, but they don't know. Glory to God! But you, you know. It doesn't matter whether they know or not. If you know, it's enough. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So the Bible says, I have sent a raven, I've commanded a raven to feed you. You know what a raven is? You need to understand the nature of a raven. Amen. You need to understand the nature of a raven. Because we are in the season where ravens will be feeding us. Ravens will be supplying us. Ravens, hallelujah. Now, the raven, understand. Some people always group them as as the same as vulture. It's not actually a vulture. It's a different bird. Let's interpret that from scripture. Because you could just go and say, study animals and say, what is a raven? It might not be the same animal that the scripture was talking about. Amen? Even if maybe the scripture called it raven that time. But what the scripture refers to as a raven, the first time raven was used was Noah's story. Amen? Where Noah, after the floods, have, um, the rains have stopped, alright? The floods were still subsiding. I think that's Genesis 8. Noah now came up and said, let's just see whether the waters have actually abated. Now, he now sent out the raven. You know, some people think, you know, some people will try to bring some typology out of the thing, you know, the raven came out first, then the dove. Well, I'm not into that. But the point is this. The raven was sent out because that's the bed he could do away with. Out of all these animals, which one? Which, of course, he needs a bed. You understand that? That can fly. But of all these beds, which one is least important to me? They now sent out the raven. And Raven behaved like himself. Selfish and greedy. He was flying to and fro. He didn't return to him. To and fro could be that he was going around and coming back to perch on the, on the ark. We don't know. He just said to and fro. Now, some people think that he sent out the Raven, then he sent out the dove. No, he said, the language there was also. He said, this Raven, he will not behave. Let's also attach the dove to go. Amen? And true to type, the raven didn't come back. Amen. But the dove was sent out and it returned and Noah stretched out his hand and brought it back. Amen. 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 So, I want you to understand the nature of the raven. Selfish. Amen. It's not, de- it's undependable. Are you understanding me? Undependable. People's lives are at stake here. He's jumping up and down, flying everywhere. Psalm 1 for something. Adam 1 for 7 verse 9. The scripture talked about the raven. It says that God feeds the beasts of the field. And the young ravens, when they cry, that means the raven does not feed his young. He doesn't even take care of his own. Then it's you to take care of. But ravens will feed you. Hallelujah. He does not take care of his own. <laughs> Glory to God. He doesn't take care of his own. He just keeps. It's not just that. You know, another big thing about the raven is that the scripture said, it's in Proverbs 30, I think verse 17. The scripture says that the man that mocks his father and his mother, the raven will pluck out his eye. That means the raven is the sign of a bad omen. 
If a Jew sees a raven in his dream, it's not a good dream. It means that judgment is coming. Are you understanding me? It means that maybe you are dishon- no, dishonoring your parents is a big deal. Alright? Even among the Jews. So he said he will pluck out the eyes. It's the raven that will come and pluck out the eyes of the one that did not honor his father or scorned his mother. So I want you to understand the nature of the raven. It's a bad omen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Judgment. Then the other issue about the raven is that he's one of the unclean animals that were told not to eat. At least not us. The Jewish people were told not to eat. Amen? Glory to God. You know you can eat anything now. Apart from human beings. Amen? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Before people start blessing human beings to eat them. Father, I receive. You know there are some children that are just so chubby. You know? You understand that? If you just serve them on the table. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we receive this child with thanksgiving. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. I had two options this morning. So that, because Rev told me last night, he said, don't worry, take your time. So that I have Rev's word. The second option is that the power of God will come upon you. You will not be able to come and tell me what time. Amen. I should stop. Amen. So we don't know which one we will use. Amen. So the raven was unclean. Unclean. Listen. They were commanded not to eat the raven. Now, it's just like we believers. Now, Elijah also knew the law. And he was not breaking the law. So he knew the law that the raven is not a bird to eat. But he understood that even if you are not allowed to eat the raven, you can eat from the raven. Unclean. You know, so, well, sometimes when believers talk about the wealth of the Gentiles, the Bible does not allow you to mingle, to be joined to them. But it didn't say you cannot enjoy their wealth. Ravens will feed you. Even the Jewish people, if you study scriptures, you'll find that they, they believe these things about the wealth of the Gentiles. They believed it. Strongly. Not, I'm not talking New Testament. I'm talking about the law. Because you had, in the time of Jesus Christ, you know, you had centurions that were building synagogues for the Jewish people. And they were receiving it. That seed. The centurions are Gentiles. And they had a lot of money. You understand that? So when they come to, to, they say, man, these people, we're reading these, their scriptures. It's like, this thing is true. Let me connect to it so they will build a synagogue. Amen? Are you getting a picture? They will build a synagogue to sow seed. And you think that those things they were doing were not significant? They were very significant. Why? One of the times, actually, that centurion that Jesus prayed for, if you read Luke's account of it, they said, look, look, this man has built out a synagogue. Jesus now considered him. Amen? That means it was important. There are some that are not in the kingdom, but they are not far from the kingdom. Glory to God. The wealth of the Gentiles. Treasures of darkness. Hidden riches in secret places. Amen. One day I was reading that hidden riches in secret places, and it just occurred to me, I said, who hides riches? It's not believers. Because believers are instructed to lay it up so is the, it means that is the things that the politicians are hiding. Sorry, uh, I mean, <laughs> amen, <laughs> amen, <laughs> amen. It's coming to you. The loins of kings have been loosened, released towards you to favor you in the name of Jesus Christ. I thought someone would say louder, amen. amen. When the raven came to Elijah, he came with bread and flesh in the morning. 
He came again with bread and flesh. I have a friend that has a prophetic ministry. He says, see, why I eat two times a day? Elijah was eating two times a day. <laughs> I said that was when he was hiding. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you hiding too? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, he brought bread and flesh in the morning. Bread and flesh in the evening. Now, listen. When you hear flesh, the first thing that comes to your mind is that he brought raw meat. No, it was not raw meat. It was not raw meat. If not, it would have been flour and flesh. It would have said flour, wine, and oil, what you used to bake. When he said bread, it means already prepared. The flesh was also meat, already prepared. Where did the raven get it from? What God was trying to say is that because you followed my leading, you will not have to cook. The works have ceased. No more cooking. The cooking is that you are preparing. You are the one preparing to make everything sweet in your life. Now, God has prepared to make everything sweet in your life. Top three people say no more cooking. 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 Bread and meat. Someone, 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 someone is not hearing me. Amen. If you are shouting, shout. Glory. Ravens. Ravens. Feeding you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Unusual sources. Glory to God. Are you getting the picture now? Are you getting the picture now? There are certain doors God will open to you. Your problem will be, is it holy? That will be your problem. Amen? That will be your problem. Glory to God. You'll be asking. Um, 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 that's the raven. Amen? So, someone gave a man of God money. And then they said, ah, don't take money from that man. No. It's blood money. It's blood money, human blood money. The guy said, ah, well, he said, I've received it. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. He said, I've received it. He said, but the man, they say, is into so, so, so. So, well, I've received it. Amen. <laughs> Everybody was angry. Some friends, they were so upset. How he knows the guy is an occultist. The man brought money and he collected it. He said that he has received it. And it ended there. Amen. There are some of those men, if they don't sow into your life, they will never change. You didn't hear me. They will never change. That thing that is pushing them, it will push them, they will bring it. Then you speak words over their lives. The next time you will hear, you start hearing that he has said read his Bible. Listen, the the centurions that were building synagogues, some of them were into deep occultic things. Why do you think the centurion didn't want Jesus to come to his house? Why do you think he didn't want him to come to his house? Ah, Glory to God. But they collected the money and built the synagogue. Amen. If, if you don't like what I'm saying, I'm the one preaching. When you preach your own, you can say your own. Acts chapter 7 verse 55. Amen. So, that fullness, being full of the Holy Ghost will lead you. Amen. It's just the leading I'm explaining. The leading. You'll be led of the Spirit. Now, this talking about Stephen also. But he, being what again? Full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven. And what did he see? He saw more glory. Amen. He saw what? He saw what? He saw what? Now listen. That's not the first time 
He was looking into heaven. Amen? Get the picture here. It's not that as he was just, he just looked up, you know, and he just, hey, see what I'm seeing. The word there was steadfastly, meaning it was intentionally. He was looking because being full of the Holy Ghost, he was looking until he saw the glory of God. It is that possession of the Spirit that opens your spiritual eyes. You begin to see things that other people are not seeing. I remember Second Kings 6, the issue of the Elisha and his servants. And then the Bible told us that the servants looked out the window and saw chariots all over the place. And he was afraid. But Elisha was calm. There are certain things you will start seeing, you will no more be afraid. You will now be calm. Amen? You will now be calm. He was afraid. Then Elisha said, open his eyes that he may see. When, now it's just by prayer, say open his eyes. And all of a sudden, the servant started seeing the same thing that his master was seeing. There's a way I used to say it. Now when he saw what his master said, he said, no wonder my guy is to behave like a madman. Everybody's running. That's where he's sitting down. Amen. There are times where we'll be praying in the Holy Ghost until we are possessed. And then we start seeing things. We start seeing things. Hallelujah. Oh, one day I was praying. I was a student at that time. Then I'd taken my things to go to class. I was going through one of the faculties. I don't know how she say this. Amen. <laughs> and I was seeing human beings and I was seeing other, be- other beings. Amen. Amen. In school. I was seeing human beings and I was seeing other beings. Hallelujah. That was the first time that was happening to me. I was seeing human beings and I was seeing other beings. And I understood that if I stay this way, I will always see things. Some of you here, the power of God will come upon you this morning. Hallelujah. And what's going to happen to you is that the portals of the Spirit will be open to you. And you will begin to see things. Ideas will come to you. Business ideas, concepts will come to you. Insights will come to you. Because the portals are open. Now you can see. Glory to God. The third experience of being full of the Holy Ghost for sake of time We can see in the life of Elijah, when the Spirit of God came upon him. You know, understanding that there are some terminologies that were used in the Old Covenant or Old Testament. The same experience might be in the New Testament, but with a different expression. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? Different expression. That coming upon is what we are talking about. Hallelujah. Naturally, I could be quiet. I could just be calm. I could just be... But when the power of God comes upon me, Everything changes. You understand that? Everything changes. I've talked about how we go for meetings. And then, you know, I've never been big. I've re- went right from school, primary school, secondary school, all my mates were always taller. You understand that? Always taller. I was so concerned about it that I went for a crusade. Amen. As a child, the man of God was ministering the power of God. I came in the line. They said, what's the problem? I said, I'm not sick. I want to grow. When he st- the man was under the power, when he heard it, he started laughing. <laughs> he started laughing. He had to call the other guy, minister, and say, tell him what you said. I said, I want to grow. <laughs> he now asked me, um, the, the program, you know, he now asked me, who, who is your father? And I told him, he said, okay, he knew my dad. My dad's also a minister. I knew my dad. He said, they started laughing. Then he laid down on me. That's why I'm like this. Amen. This is by the power of God. Amen. Amen. First Kings 18. Verse 46 says, And the hand of the Lord, glory to God, was on Elijah, and he gathered up his loins and ran before Ahab. Now before then he was praying. And I believe the Spirit of God came upon him. 
Amen. The Bible says he overtook the chariots of Ahab. The chariots of the king in Bible days are the fastest, the best chariots. When this fullness and this upon happens, speed comes to your life. I said speed comes to your life. I used to say this way, you will be faster than the fastest. Glory to God. You know, they say, oh, this is the fastest growing business. This is the fastest growing telecom company in Nigeria. When the spirit is upon you, you'll be faster than the fastest. I believe the spirit of God was also upon Philip. Philip, at a particular point, after he finished with the eunuch, the Bible says the spirit caught him away. He arrived in another city within, in an instance. Amen. He arrived. Listen to me. This thing we're talking about, things you are calculating will take months, we take days, we take years. Hallelujah. The speed of God. Hallelujah. You know, listen to me. Speed. I said speed. I said speed. Glory to God. One man that knew something about the Spirit coming upon was Samson. Amen? Samson knew something about the Spirit coming upon him. And the greatest thing I love about Samson was that in the New Testament we were told that everything Samson did was by faith. That Samson was a man of faith. Glory to God. The Spirit of God was upon him. You see, instance where they say, the Spirit of God came upon him mightily. And things that were tied on him, they melted like fire was upon them. Why? That's upon. When that power... See, some people say, okay, when, when, once in a while. No. A believer can consciously be full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Deliberately. Thank God for Ephesians 5.18. So, uh, but be, uh, be not drunk with wine uh, wearing excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So, there have been these debates, you know, among Bible scholars say, the verse 19, is it, is it the prerequisite or the consequence? It's both. If you do it, you'll be filled. If you are filled, you will do it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to be praying in a short while. But one thing I know is that God's power that's coming upon us is for these things. The Spirit of God will lead you. And I heard clearly in my spirit there's a dimension of wealth, hallelujah, that is breaking forth upon us. As we leave camp meeting and go into our several Businesses, our homes, the cities we came from. Money will be haunting for you. Amen. Hallelujah. I said money will be haunting for you. Amen. There are some people that are looking for money. There are some people money is looking for them. So I, I don't know where you fall. I said I don't know where you fall. in hiding, they rather located him. He said, my shop is not on the main street. It's not in the front of the the place. They will locate you. Amen. Amen. They will find you. Oh, not once, not twice, not several times people come and say, I could not sleep. That's why I brought this money. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't rest. My, my heart was just like, I should take it now, 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 now. There was an urgency of the spirits. That's one sign. When you leave camp meeting, there will be an urgency. You, people, listen, listen, listen. People wake up in the morning with your name on their mind to give you money.
Because God has commanded their spirits to take care of you. To supply to you. To bring to you. He has spoken to their spirits. A man called me one time. On phone. Early hours of the morning. Yeah, so I pick it. He said, um, where can I meet you this morning? Ah, why do you want to meet me this morning? I don't even, um, the children have not even gone to school. He said, can I, um, your, are you going to drop your children in school? Where can I meet you? Let me know your, the school of your children so I can drop you, so I can meet you up somewhere there. So I said, um, is there a problem? You can come to the office. I said, no, I have to do it now. Amen. And then all of a sudden, I said, okay, I will meet you at social place at social time. When he came, he brought the bundle. And then he said, when he gave, he said, now, I'm at rest. Let me tell you what happens in my ministry. All the testimonies I share start happening to the people that heard it. That's what happens. The testimonies I share, it starts happening to the people that heard it. He said, now, my mind is at rest. Listen to me. This, see, this grace, we will go to cities, we will go to nations that nobody knows us. Amen? Even people that don't know us. They come. And he said, I don't know what's just making me. I just feel like doing something for you. I said, it's not just a feeling. You are commanded to do it. <laughs> Amen? It's not just a feeling. You are commanded to do it. I've been in nations, in cities where I don't know a soul. I don't know a soul. And men will still come. I said unknown people. You didn't hear me. I said people that don't know you. No, there's a difference. When someone knows you, it's a different thing. You understand that? People that don't know you, they don't have any relationship with you. And even after that, they don't want to talk to you. Amen? When I share this testimony, you know, our pastor in Yenegua Church was sharing with me about how, he was sharing with me about how, all of a sudden, um, there's this guy that used to come to, that used to be around this church. And uh, he said he has been coming there, coming around the church. He walks close to the church, but he never greets the pastor. You know, it's kind of people that, do, you are doing your thing, I'm doing my own thing, stay your own, I stay my, he doesn't even say good morning, at least people respect pastors, you understand that? One of those days, he just came and met the pastor. And then he said to him, uh, I want to give your church a generator. Uh-uh. The guy said, how? He said, he's, just, he's not a Christian. Yes, I said, that he feels that we need it. After he sold the thing to them, listen, you, know, you would think that the style related, he continued, doesn't say talk to the pastor. Listen to me. Unknown people. Strangers. That's the scripture. Strangers. Hallelujah. Will bring money to you. There's someone here in the sound of my voice today. I'm announcing to you that capital has come. Amen. That capital has come. You are not going to cook this time around. You will have it served to you. No more cooking. Just before I came, a few weeks, um, last week actually, a young man as a CEO running a business, you know, he inherited a business, he's a generational business, his father was doing it, then he took over, a young guy doing very well, you know. So he had been coming to church. So one of those, he said he wanted to see me, and I sat with him, we talked. Then he said, Pastor, my problem is that this business my father is running. Years ago, he told me the specific year, he said my father was running this business, he was doing very well, then everything collapsed. It has been struggle, struggle, struggle. Now, I took over the business. At first, it was doing well. All of a sudden, the same thing. My father said, this is the same thing that happened to me when I was doing um, the business. The same thing that happened to me. Everything was going down. There's a product that they produce in their factory. He said, when they take their product, it's a drink. When they produce, when they take it out, people taste their product and say, it's the man, is wonderful. But the people that buy from them will say that if they buy 10 cartons from the uh, competitor and buy five cartons from him. The ten cartons will be sold out. His own five cartons, one has not even left their shop, so they don't buy it again. So the woman said, "What woman?" So he said, "Go and find out. I don't know what's wrong with your business." So all the things I bought from you, they're still in the shop there. Other people don't have going. I will even be telling them, "Taste." I give them, "Taste this one. Taste this one." 
They will test it. Say, okay, no problem. Maybe next time, give me the other one. So he came to me. And I said, okay, what are we going to do? I will pray for you, but there's something you need to do. I want you to pray. Spend out some time. So I told him, I gave him scriptures, and I told him to just take out time and pray and fast. That was on a Saturday. Friday, he, he did that on a Saturday. He prayed, broke his fast by six. We met in church on Sunday morning, 7 a.m. First service. As he came, I said, it's time. He came. I laid hands on him. That's the same power that will come upon you. I laid hands on him. As I laid hands on him, you know, the power of God came upon him. It was done. I said, go, don't worry. Monday, the text is still in my phone. By 1 p.m. afternoon, he said, Pastor, by 12 noon, our store is empty. Listen, understand. They've been there for months. Those things have been there for months. He said, by 12 noon, our store is empty. We have to go and start producing again. A lady came for a meeting in Bayelsa. She sells like a restaurant, you know, and she's so consumed with her work that she doesn't go to church, she doesn't go anywhere. But they invited her for the program, she came for the program. When she entered the meeting, ah, let them close on time, but she was there six o'clock till nine p.m. That day she had not really sold anything, so she was there. Then the power of God located her, the power of God came upon her. She left the, we closed about nine. She left by nine. She runs the place here by eleven, alright? She closed by nine. Imagine she took transport to where she runs, or, uh, sorry, drove her car to where she runs her business, arrived there. She said, between 9.30 and 11, she sold more than she had ever sold in her life. No, 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 I didn't say this month. I didn't say this week. In her life. Speed. I said what? Speed. Look at number say speed. speed. Say it again, speed. speed. Say it again, speed. speed. What she sold in an hour, 30 minutes, or about two hours. She says she had never sold. Opening from morning till night, she had never sold like that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen to me. I was in the UK. My pastor in the UK was telling me, he said, pastor, since I came to this land, people, you say UK people are just somehow, just funny people. We're just talking. So we're walking, walking somewhere. You know, I said, you people can trek in this UK. Ah, now wow. Let's say, let's stay and I call a, a cab now or something. Say, Pastor, there's no need. It's too expensive. Let's just walk. I said, we pay. Don't worry. You know. So one of those days, we just came out from one of those uh, fast foods, went to eat. And a car came, stopped by a guy we knew somewhere. And I said, ah, man of God, man of God, where are you going to? Let me go and drop you. He took, he took me. As we entered the car, my pastor said, do you know that since I came to UK, nobody has ever given me a lift. He said, nobody has ever given me a lift. You know? So I said, just watch what will happen. They dropped us at the place. We finished what we were doing. As we came out again, another woman, she's the wife of uh, one of the uh, Obas in the Southwest. You know? She was coming out. She saw us. Ah, man of God. Man of God. No, 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 no. Please, let me take you home. She drove us to the house. He said, pastor, two times in one day. Well, we got to the house. I said, it's not over. Do you mind? I said, can you come over to my house? We just, I would just like to, uh, let's have dinner. So, 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 so. She invited us to her house. She said, nobody has ever invited me to the house to eat. <laughs> Hallelujah. That same shunting. I said, that same shunting. When I was sitting there, it came upon me. That same shunting. Rise on your feet everywhere. That same shunting will come upon you now. And you'll be led by the spirits. Ravens will feed you. Widows have been commanded, they will locate you. When you open your eyes, you will see the glory of God. And speed in your life in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands everywhere and just begin to worship him. Just worship him. There are just a few people I'm just going to minister to and we'll be out of here. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lift your hands everywhere. Just worship him. Just worship him. Just worship him. Just worship him. Hosanna. Please sing it for me. What you just do, just receive. Just receive. Listen to me. There's a way the power of God works in my life. There are impartations. There are things that you could not do before. 
you will just find that now it's easy to do it. Something will jump into you. I call it something. Hallelujah. And you will receive supernatural ability. All the things we talked about here will become the story of your life. Listen, all the illustrations and examples I gave here will become your own story, become your illustration, they'll become your example. It is the same thing that will happen to you. You come and say exactly what was said, the same way almost will happen to you. Lift your hands everywhere. Just worship him. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Faith in the best days are